Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the City of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. Refuge, and we'd love for you to be a part of life, and uh, you can do that easily online. The weekly is also a cool way to connect with us, find information about things that are happening. She mentioned these coffee beans that we have. They are whole beans as well as ground, and we're not just here to peddle products to you by any stretch, but... A, 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 a friend to Refuge who is the main roaster at a local coffee house over in Tustin uh, roasted these beans, and made, we're calling it our sweater weather blend, and most of you are like, there's no sweater weather out there, and I know, but if you brew this, it might come. So there you go. So if you can grab a uh, <laughs> bag of beans, you can have some. And secondly, uh, to kind of get your season going, you notice our beautiful Christmas tree in the back and all kinds of fun ornaments that were handcrafted by our very own Alexis berry, and each one of you, each family, gets one of these on your way out. So grab one from the tree. Each of them are unique, and they are holding the word that we are kind of focusing on this Advent season, which is rejoice. The idea of rejoicing sometimes comes easy, and sometimes it's really hard. But the beautiful thing about this word is those first two letters, re, to learn again how to have joy. So in this Advent season, let us rejoice together. So grab one of these on your way out if you don't mind. All right, let's pop right into Scripture. We're going to head right to the Old Testament because many of you have been asking for that yet again. So go to Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah is one of the Old Testament prophets in the Old Testament book. So if you need the Old Testament, if you want to find your table of contents, you can turn there. If you have a cool Bible app, it's even easier to find. Jeremiah chapter 33. We are only going to be doing three verses. Verses 14, 15, and 16. Now, some people love one-liners in Scripture, and Jeremiah has one of these one-liners in an earlier chapter. Many people remember this one, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future, plans to prosper you. We love that one because we're like, yes, 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 I'm going to take that with me. And then we come across other passages of Scripture that Jeremiah writes, and we're like, ah, it doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't even know if I should take this seriously. So this is one of those ones. We're going to drop into what Jeremiah is saying. And remember, the Old Testament prophets, they had a specific purpose. They were supposed to be the mouthpiece for God. Wherever they went, whatever setting they dropped in on, they were speaking on behalf of God, on behalf of Yahweh, the one who had rescued them. I love the fact that one of our songs this morning that we began with was called Egypt. And even the lyrics and the melody was this idea that God is the one who rescues us from the things that we go through. Prophets, when they come around, have a really tough, tough job. Because most of the time, when prophets show up, you know things are bad. So if you read through any of the Old Testament prophets, it's not just fine and dandy. People aren't just like living the dream, and then a prophet shows up and like, oh, yes, tell me more good news. The prophet has to speak sometimes words of condemnation, sometimes words of challenge. There are words of comfort here and there. And then we get a, a passage like today, and it's just quick, quick three verses where we drop in on what Jeremiah is trying to say to the people of the land. So before we go too, further, too, too much further, let's read what he is saying. Verses 14, 15, and 16 of the 33rd chapter. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel 
and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. Now, if you're like me, I have been very tempted at times when I open up the Bible to assume that everything that's written in here is written just to me. So when I come across these three verses and I read this, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this right now. There's going to come a day when he will do what he promised to the people of Israel and Judah. Well, it doesn't say Brenton. I don't even know how to find myself in the scripture right now. And sometimes it's helpful to be able to step back in time a little bit to understand why is the prophet saying what he or she is saying at that time before we can ever draw any connection to what we might even glean wisdom for today. So this Old Testament prophet Jeremiah existed in a time period, give or take, right around 626 B.C., 586 B.C. is right when his life is happening, when he is alive and well and writing and speaking on behalf of God. This is also the time that we know called the Babylonian exile. It's a really great time in Israel's history. Not really, just kidding. What happened was the entire country of Israel, or the people of Israel, were divided into two kingdoms. There was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was called Israel. The southern kingdom was called Judah. There were ten tribes and two tribes. That's how it was split up. It was like a civil war, if you've heard of these things before in countries' histories. There's a dividing line between the north and the south. Sounds quite familiar for a time period like us, right? So if we've got the north and the south, and they have not been necessarily doing what Jesus or God has been inspiring them to do to live like the people of God, then they're going to have moments where they're going to be, let's just say, punished. No better way to say it. They're going to be punished. And so the northern kingdom in 722 B.C., they are the ones that come, uh, the, uh, the Assyrians,